Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello there, and welcome to a new edition of the NBA Slate Starter Podcast. I'm Eric, joined along with Ren Pack as we break down the five-game Tuesday NBA Slate on DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, we are coming off a Monday where we had some decisions to be made on some value that emerged late, and as you can probably tell from my voice, I'm not too thrilled about the results. So, uh, Ryan, can you break down what our decision-making was? And, uh, yeah, just just speak for me. Go. Yeah, uh, we had to make a decisions uh, among the Pritchard, Tremont Waters situation. Obviously, especially on DraftKings, where there was a $700 price difference. The decisions were going to be close. Unfortunately, the re- results were far widespread. And then after that, we were dealt with the Willie Colley Stein situation, which was great. Kelly Olinick was also ruled a starter. I think um, the rest of the decisions uh, uh, that I made, and I hope you made, were correct. Unfortunately, Pritchard ended up being. Um, absolutely insanely good for that price tag, putting up 37 uh, fantasy points on DraftKings, where you pretty much needed him at that price to have the ability to jam in Luca and Giannis. So it is what it is. It's tough. I know when you, when you nail pretty much everything else, when you had the decision made uh, right before the ruling of the starting lineup came out, it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow, but it's the game of DFS and to Tuesday, five games slate. We, we're, we go. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Thank God we can go on to the next one. I was going to say it's it's hurtful when you make a decision based on late news that actually goes against you in a lot of different ways. Uh, late swap is such an amazing thing and and something that you should constantly we're we're going to be preaching forever on this podcast. But uh, sometimes you can maybe overthink it a little bit. But when when Tremont Waters gets announced starting, you think that he might get even a couple more minutes than the eighteen to twenty that I was projecting. So. You're basically thinking he might be splitting with Pritchard, and when one's going to be 33% owned and one's going to be 4 or 5% owned, it felt like an easy switch at that point, especially saving the $700 to be able to get up to those studs. So uh, I'm glad we were thinking kind of the same there. It just didn't work out, and sometimes it doesn't work out. So you get to move on to the next one, and uh, you constantly want to try to find leverage on the field, but uh, somebody goes up and puts 10x right off the bat on DraftKings, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. So uh, on we go. Uh, the first game starts at 730 uh, with the Utah-Brooklyn game, and this slate kind of has a waterfall start where you have half an hour to an hour for every game uh, progressing on up until the nightcap. So uh, we're going to go position by position like we always do, starting with the point guard. So over on DraftKings, you have LeBron James, who's questionable, sitting at 10-1. 
uh, Damian Lillard, 9,800. And then the chalk of all chalk with Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant uh, announced as uh, sitting out for quarantine for, for seven days. Uh, he's Kyrie Irving's at 9,300. And it's going to be really, really hard to get away from him in a lot of situations here. But talk to me about a little bit about these studs on DraftKings and FanDuel and let me know, uh, let me know exactly what I'm supposed to do with Kyrie. So uh, Kevin Durant is going to be out for the next seven days um, through the NBA health protocols. That means Kyrie Irving is going to soak up all of that usage. He's playing against Utah, priced at $9,300 on DK, $9,700 on FanDuel. I'm going to like both prices. I think um, 50 fantasy up, uh, fifty point fantasy upsides on the table. He's going to get all of that Kevin Durant, most of that Kevin Durant usage that's no longer there. He was great last time out against a favorable Washington matchup. And I know people might scare, uh, scare, be scared away from Utah, but I believe last time he played Utah, um, before the NBA shut down in January, Kyrie put up 62 fantasy points against this uh, very similar Utah Jazz team. The Jazz team is one of the few teams that didn't have as much roster turn- turnover. So Kyrie is no KD. I'm going to like that quite a bit. Uh, Damian Lillard in a very favorable matchup against Chicago comes in at 9,200 on FanDuel and 9,800 on DK. Uh, we saw what Jalen Brunson did to the Chicago defense. We've seen time and time again some um, other guards uh, kind of get get their own uh, against the Chicago backcourt defense in Kobe White and Levine. I expect the same results for Lillard. And uh, on the other side of things, uh, I don't mind Kobe White again at 6,200. I know kind of said this multiple times. He put up 33 points last time against Dallas. That can definitely happen again. Uh, D'Angelo Russell shows some signs of life. Uh, priced at 7,200 has point guard eligibility on uh, DK. So that's another option. And he's playing Denver again. So he, uh, D'Angelo Russell is going to have a 50-point fantasy game without Carl Anthony Towns sooner than later. And at $7,200, if he's going to get 50 fantasy points, not saying that's what I project him for, but it's definitely on the table. I'm going to like that quite a bit. Eric, is there any value that stands out to you right now? Yeah, there's there's a couple point guards sitting in this mid-range that I'm pretty interested in too. Uh, DeJounte Murray at 6,800 on DraftKings. Derek White's going to be out. He, it looks like he might get a couple minutes, uh, a little bit of a boost there in that spot. Uh, we're seeing DeRozan kind of take over this offense with LaMarcus Aldridge sidelined. Uh, and, and DeJounte Murray is somebody that I think could actually spike an upside. And I'm curious what his ownership is going to come at. Uh, back when he was around 6,100, you were seeing some ownership go in there, but, uh, hasn't been as great of late. Um, so, so I could see myself going to DeJounte Murray in in a couple of lineups there. Uh, Tyus Jones, 5,700 is a big price tag for him, but he's playing those 32 minutes. Uh, maybe he can get on top of it. We haven't seen it yet where he's, he's still getting just under 30 DraftKings points, but there's definitely usage to be had, and and Dylan Brooks and Kyle Anderson we've seen had a ceiling. So uh, Tyus Jones feels like a guy, if he gets the 32, 34 minutes, could could possibly get on top of that tag too. Uh, anybody super cheap for you down there at all? Uh, can I interest you in some 3,700 Patty Mills? I've I've seen him get actually some ownership of late, which is kind of mind-blowing to me because we kind of know who Patty Mills is. But uh, anybody else in a five-game slate you want to take some darts on? Not necessarily Patty Mills. I think... Uh, maybe the public might be uh, trying to fish out some Peyton Pritchard uh, on a, another Pey- Peyton Pritchard say his name. Uh, for Tuesday night. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. So uh, maybe you, you can take a couple of shots if you're uh, maybe in a 
I saw Facundo Campazzo, phenomenal, phenomenal passer at, you know, for Denver. Just a, a solid player. He picked up 20 minutes. Granted, that last game was a blowout, but he's only 3,300 over there on DK. Maybe taking a GPP flyer with him, but no one really cheap that stands out to me currently where things stand. And as we saw on Monday, the news broke and news broke in a flurry for a nine-gamer. Hopefully some news breaks for a five-gamer where we can make some decision points to uh, leverage off the field. I, I think we're good to go to the shooting guard position. Amazing. Well, before we do, I just want to let you guys know that uh, we're making a push for 50,000 YouTube subscribers. 50,000. Uh, we're trying to get there before the Super Bowl. We're sitting just a little bit above 46 right now. So if you could just smash that subscribe button, click the notification bell, uh, give us a thumbs up on the way out and uh, just really helps us out. And and hopefully we can we can get ourselves to a place where we can help you uh with, with all of our content, with all of our YouTube content, uh, and you'll be readily available. You'll get all of that sent directly to you and notifications when everybody goes live for the deeper dive, for live before lock. So uh, so please please hit that on your way out. And uh, we'll get ourselves moving over to shooting guard here now. So up at the top, Paul George has been playing some phenomenal basketball of late. Uh, 55, 55.75 DraftKings points his last two his last two games out. He's still at 8,800. We only saw a $100 bump off that 8,700 number he was at he's he's going to be in a great spot against san antonio which is uh not the not your parents san antonio spurs they can get up and down and play and keldon johnson Dejounte murray DeRozan. they're they're out playing some some decent basketball right now so 8800 i'm pretty happy with that tag uh cj mccollum 8400 against the bulls he's kind of been uh the CJ McCollum of, of maybe two years ago when Damian Lillard was out, but now they're sitting alongside each other and he's picking up a little bit more usage as well. He's had some big games and big results of late. Uh, who are you looking up at the top of this shooting guard range and we'll work our way down. Yeah. Um, Paul George looks phenomenal, especially the last three games out. He priced at 8,800 on both sites. Now I think we're coming to a point where PG 13 might be a little too expensive for me right now. 8,800 is kind of, we're on the max. Uh, I'm willing to pay for Paul George, but granted, if he's going to get you 50 fancy points again, uh, I, I won't mind it, but it's a little tough for me to uh, accept that price tag right now. Granted, I think you could save some money with a similar upside in Zach Levine. He's priced at 8100 on Fanduel and 8000 on DK. I think that makes her a fine option against Portland. Uh, DeMar, um, 8400 on Fanduel. Like you said, he's kind of uh, taking the shoulder, uh, taking the load up. Uh, the offensive load on his shoulders up and we'll have to keep an eye on that Aldridge situation. I believe he's questionable. Aldridge is going to be out again and fire up some DDR. I like Donovan Mitchell. Uh, finally, uh, I think there, he, I think he showed some life uh, offensively uh, last time out, but still, if he's going to take around 20 shots, especially against Brooklyn tomorrow, 7,800 on FanDuel, 7,400 on DK, I'm going to like that price tag for Mitchell. I know he's kind of struggled out the gate. He's, shoot, he's shooting pretty poorly, according to him himself. So I, I, I wouldn't mind taking some shots on Mitchell. Uh, there's quite a bit, quite nice studs to take uh, take your chances on. But I think Karis LeVert is also a great option, point guard shooting, yeah. uh, guard eligibility, and DK, especially no KD. 6,600, we saw what he can do um, opening night where he went like, crazy and – he uh, went crazy when there was no Kyrie and KD when he put up 60 fantasy points against Memphis. I think uh, I think you can easily expect him for mid-30 fantasy points as a kind of a floor, at least for the next week. I believe four games KD is going to miss. So 6,600 at 35-point fantasy floor seems pretty nice and pretty intriguing 
Uh, that's kind of what stands out right now. I know Shooting Garden Fandle, you can definitely consider paying down in some uh, some spots. Is there anyone who you're looking at potentially that you like? I really like this this top range for the most part. I think Shooting Guard's going to be a position I'm paying up for a lot. I guess we didn't even talk about Zach Levine. Uh, did you bring up Zach Levine? I love Zach mm-hmm. Levine tomorrow too. Uh, it's nice to see him kind of uh, taking 25 shots, getting uh, nearly 60, 60 DraftKings points the other night. Uh, he's somebody that I'm going to have interest in going back to. Uh, but otherwise, Karis LeVert, I love that call. If you look at those box scores, nothing's going to look pretty. But without Kevin Durant, that is so much usage, so many shots that are available. Uh, they're going to need Karis LeVert to step up. So between him, maybe some shots. We'll get over to small forward on, on Joe Harris. But there's going to be a lot of Brooklyn interest around the uh, around the board tomorrow. So uh, we'll just get ourselves moving on to small forward then. Uh, up at the top of small forward on FanDuel. We'll start over there here. So uh, LeBron James, 10-2, questionable, same story every day. Between him and, him and Anthony Davis, just have the permanent Q tag. They might as well just get a tattoo next to their name. So uh, they make it they make it especially difficult, but they always get ruled in, it seems like. And now that I said that, it's absolutely going to be a disaster tomorrow. So have fun with that. Uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, sitting $100 less uh, at 10-1 on FanDuel. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is going to be out, and so you're going to have interest in somebody like Will Barton at 5,400, who should be outrageously popular over on FanDuel. And then Keldon Johnson and Kyle Anderson, who we've seen some massive ceiling games from in recent in recent games. What are you looking at at small forward? We can talk about Kawhi a little bit, but also that mid-range that's sitting there that's looking really, really good on FanDuel. Yeah, um, LeBron and Kawhi, obviously, you know, pay up options. Um, Kawhi coming at 10-1 and LeBron in 10-2 on FanDuel. There's a thousand dollar difference on DK. Kawhi's nine one and LeBron's ten um, ten one. LeBron obviously with this Q tag, I, I feel like a lot of the um, DFS circuit, the industry, whatever you want to call it, they've been hesitant this whole time. But I think now, like people realize, it's been like kind of a nominal Q tag where LeBron's just going to be questionable for majority of the games this season, just because they don't know what they're going to do. I know it's been a couple different reasons. One times it's ankle soreness and whatnot, so. Obviously, monitor the LeBron situation against Memphis. If LeBron, or Le, LeBron's going to be ruled out, Anthony you know, Davis is, becomes an elite play. Dennis Schroeder becomes an elite play. Another new situation where you could take advantage of. But I like LeBron quite a bit, especially his triple-double upside on DK. Someone who uh, I've been really shocked by these performances is Kyle Anderson, 6,300 on both sides. Uh, he's playing a different role this time around on the offense, so... But it's a tough matchup against LA. I'm hesitant there. Dylan Brooks is someone who I never roster enough of, it feels like, and he's burned me when I don't. It seems too expensive for me, but he's kind of performing that price tag. But going back to who you said who stands out on both sides is Barton 5,400, Fanduel 5,700, DK. I like that price tag. Still no Beasley. Um, playing a very cake matchup against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They blew him out last time. He only needed uh, – he got – near 30 fantasy points in just 22 minutes to play. Let's say if this game stays closer, maybe we get uh, closer to 30 minutes of Will Barton, and 30 minutes of Will Barton seems quite nice. Outside of that, um, Calvin Johnson has been phenomenal um, to start this season. I think he's playing a little bit over his head to the shooting efficiencies through the roof, especially the last couple of games. So I, I'm going to be um, off of Calvin Johnson. We'll see what the public comes in at, in at with him. I think you could also consider in terms of value, potentially obviously going to Derek Jones Jr. again. It's not pretty. 3,600. He played uh, 
in the uh, back-to-back matchup against Golden State, he went 37 fantasy points and then followed up by two points. That's the story of Derek Jones Jr. for you. But in FanDuel, when you want to pay down at, uh, at certain times, 3,600 against uh, Chicago, it could work out. And we've seen how volatile Derek Jones Jr. can be. So keep in mind of that. How do you feel about Derek Jones Jr. and the rest of the value options on DK? Do you have any potential interest in a TLC uh, with no KD? That's exactly who I was going to bring up. <clears throat> Excuse me. TLC is kind of in a spot where uh, we've we've now seen a little bit of an upside. We haven't seen it alongside Kyrie uh, when they when they rested Kyrie and uh, Durant and he had the big game, but he's still sitting underneath 4K, sitting at 3,700 on DraftKings. That's a pretty enticing tag. Uh, I, I think saving the money off of Derek Jones Jr. We know Derek Jones Jr. is going to play in the mid-30s. He's been playing big minutes. But Carmelo back, uh, you're starting to see a little bit of that usage leaking towards... I mean, he's never been a high-usage guy. He can go out and get you a bunch of boards. Hustle guy. Uh, he's had some decent stat lines. But uh, if he's going to be very popular, which I, I would assume he's going to be for the, what, fifth, sixth consecutive slate as they, as they keep his price tag down, I might be looking at some other pivots. Uh, another thing to pay attention to uh minnesota josh Okogie's questionable so if he if he goes i won't have a whole lot of interest in those small forwards from minnesota but otherwise jarrett culver is somebody who had a pretty good outing last game 4600 on FanDuel. he makes for an interesting pivot for me i'm not saying a great pivot uh but something that can get you off of joe harris is sitting at the same 4600 tag on FanDuel. so that's that's looks like a, a spot where i can make a direct pivot uh, coming off of the same price at at a fraction of the ownership, so just somebody to keep in mind there. So keep it, keep track of that news. Watches the Akogi thing absolutely blows up in my face too, and and there's no way that I'll play Jared Culver in that in in that situation. So uh, anything else from small forward for you? No, uh, good to go to the power forward position. Awesome. Well. Uh, we also want to bring up the the promo code that we did yesterday as well. Uh, right now we're running $20 will get you 21 days of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, I forgot to bring up that golf is coming back too. The, ten, uh, the Century Tournament of Champions over in Hawaii at Kapalua. Beautiful golf course. Uh, I, I can't wait uh, for the golf season to get back. And if you can't either, I guarantee you uh, we have some of the best golf stuff in the business. Some of the best pro- golf programming, projections. Uh, that's going to be starting up on Thursday. So uh, make sure you get in and and take advantage of that promotion while it's going for 21 days of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, use the promo code 2021. Uh, power forward today. Let's let's keep going on, on FanDuel. So Anthony Davis, I, I kind of had the the feeling that Anthony Davis was kind of a, a necessary spend up by default just because he's so much more expensive than everybody else at the position over on, on FanDuel. He's sitting at $10,000. Uh, the next person who's possibly playing is LaMarcus Aldridge at 6200 but he's got the game time decision thing next to him. He's questionable. Uh, we'll see if he ends up going or not. But otherwise, your next spend up option, your second most expensive player on FanDuel will be Bogdan or Bojan Bogdanovich. So that's that's going to be a hairy little position tomorrow. So uh, can you talk to me a little bit about power forwards and what in the world are we supposed to do down there? Yeah, by default, like you said, I'm going to like the Brout 10K against Memphis. It's tough not to like him. I know he uh, didn't perform up to standards last time against Memphis, only put up, I believe, 44 fantasy points. But it's AD. We know his upside over and over again. Uh it's going to be interesting what ownership, especially on FanDuel, looks like. I'm expecting it to be quite high where people are going to try to find the money to get 
Anthony Davis there, especially on power forward. Outside of Anthony Davis, it's kind of ugly, uh, especially on FanDuel. I think you could potentially um, also definitely consider a 5K Robert Covington in a matchup against Chicago where Chicago has played very sloppy um, to start the season, and Roko is a master at picking up those steals, which is obviously great on FanDuel. Over there in DK, I like AD again, sub 10K, $9,500. Another option where you can consider on the other side is uh, also Brandon Clark, but he's playing against the Lakers. I'm always hesitant to play um, bigs against the Lakers just because of the potential foul trouble they might run into matching up against AD. And I think Clark could face that issue, but he's playing around 30 minutes there and 5K, five, I believe 5.1 on FanDuel, 5,300 on DK. Think it's fine option. Everyone else seems a little too expensive for my liking. We think Stan, but you're gonna have to play two at a really ugly power forward position on FanDuel. You can maybe, if you want to take some shots on a 3,500 Daniel Gafford um, in a pure punt play. He played around 19 minutes last time around. Uh, Gafford's uh, one of those guys, super athletic player for Chicago. Plays the backup four and five, uh, backup five mainly. Um, that's an option to consider, but man, it's ugly. Do you think the power forward position is kind of ugly on build sites as well, Eric? It's awful. I, I'm going through trying to find different value pieces. Thad Young just got done burning everybody, and he played 28 minutes. So when somebody plays 28 minutes and burns everybody, that's a pretty good bounce back candidate, but I assume he's still going to gain some ownership, so I'm not overly thrilled at going there, but uh, but that's that's why it's so critical to be paying attention to those ownership projections as they're coming in throughout the day because you can get direct leverage off of somebody if he's going to be popular. If Thad Young's popular, I'm I'm out. But if um, if he's going to be sitting at reduced ownership, something sub fifteen percent coming off of burning everybody, and people are, are have the money to spend elsewhere, uh, that that might make Thad Young a little bit more intriguing for me. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, obviously. We don't know what that LeBron James, if, if the news doesn't come out until later that he would be out, Kyle Kuzma at 4,100 on FanDuel makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, what's his tag over on DraftKings here, too? Uh, he is... He's 5,500. 5,500. That's crazy. Oh, God. So so power forward is disgusting on DraftKings in a lot of ways. So Anthony Davis, DeMar DeRozan has power forward eligibility, so that might make me a little bit more intrigued to go in that direction there, but... Uh, Otto Porter, 6,400, has an inflated price tag on, on DraftKings. I feel like the the build on DraftKings is going to be a little bit tighter, and on FanDuel, we're, we're going to have a little bit more room to work with, uh, where Anthony Davis is going to come in as crazy chalk of the position. If you don't play Anthony Davis at power forward, you might be fighting an uphill battle tomorrow, just because it's going to be so hard to find those points at that position. So uh, what do you think about that take, and uh, anybody else that you're looking at? Yeah, I currently agree with you on the AD situation, and obviously the studs are not – there's not many studs on Tuesday slate. We're going to talk about Nicole Jokic in a couple minutes, but the studs are going to be Kyrie, LeBron, Kawhi, and then it's AD, and AD could easily be the highest-scoring stud out of all those players. So, and especially on FanDuel, where you kind of just need to find the two highest raw-scoring power forwards just the way that game is over there in FanDuel. I'm going to like AD quite a bit. It's tough not to – it's going to be tough to make lineups. In other words, don't play there. Royce O'Neal is what you're getting at. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe against hey, like a steal or block upside. Night. Yeah, he played He played all right. But whenever I think of Royce O'Neal, I think of him being like a half point a minute producer. And it's it's 
just hurtful. So power forward is going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. So buckle up and uh, get ready to play some uncomfortable stuff if you want to get different. So uh, we'll move ourselves over on to uh, moving over to center to finish. Uh, Nikola Jokic is 10-8 on DraftKings. He's he's worth it. I, I don't really know any other way to put it. Uh, he's coming off of yet another triple-double. Uh, he was one rebound away from having four straight triple-doubles here, just playing an outrageous level of basketball. Uh, he's involved constantly. Uh, when Jamal Murray was out there, he was... He was getting every single bit of usage, and now Michael Porter's the one that's out, and so uh, it just seems like everything's lining up for big statistical games for Nikola Jokic every single night out. Carl uh, Anthony Towns continues to be out, so Anthony Davis is is eligible to play at the center position on DraftKings. Uh, Rudy Gobert is somebody at 7,700 in a great matchup against Brooklyn, gets to face off against DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen. He's somebody that I have a lot of interest in uh, at that 7,700 price tag on DraftKings. Uh, as I recall, he came close to getting there for you the other night. So uh, are you looking at going back to Rudy Gobert, and uh, can he win you a tournament tomorrow? Well, Gobert, the last two times he's played Brooklyn, He's put up um, north of 48 fantasy points. Uh, I'm interested in that. Regardless of scoring, DK and FanDuel. Um, he put up 58 fantasy uh, DK points last time out against Brooklyn. Played 37 minutes in that game. If he's going to play high 30 minutes in this matchup against Brooklyn, I'm going to like him quite a bit. Um, you saw the little back and forth him and Shaq had the other night. Uh, it's kind of funny uh, what Shaq had to say back to him. I, I highly entertain you guys to... Um, I'm going to have Sorry, to Google I that. I, I completely missed that. See, what people don't understand is that Rimpax, the guy that behind the scenes, he knows all the gossip. He knows who has a beef with who. He has narrative street covered. So, all right. So, note to self, Rudy Gobert Shaq. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. No, it was it was funny. And Shaq's always entertaining with uh, what he has to say. Um, the Joker. I love Nikola Jokic. Absolute smash matchup. I mean, no one on Minnesota is built to stop Nikola Jokic. The only reason why you might want to shy off of him is if Denver absolutely stomps him. And with that price tag, if the game gets blown out, it feels like every game in the NBA is blowing out, especially today. There's only a few close games, but yeah, that might hurt you. That's the only way Jokic is going to hurt you against Minnesota. Other options to consider, Yusuf Nurkic. All right. Enos Cantor has just been, when oh, he's on God. the court, he looks great well, in Portland. He's playing just better than Nurkic. Something, I, is it a conditioning issue with Nurkic? He's only played north of 30 minutes once, and that was against Houston in a game that went to overtime. But he Maybe they just love sub- Cantor. Do they just love Cantor? I mean, Cantor was the guy that was there two years ago and sucked it up in the playoffs. They had Rosh Hashanah going on, and he was still balling out for for them once Nurkic went down. Uh, He comes back to Portland. He's immediately putting up big, big numbers, well into 1.4 DraftKings points per minute. Uh, Is Nurkic a guy even at 5,400 on DraftKings, which is just a large number for Cantor, who's normally a guy that you're punting and hoping that he's going to get extra run. Is Cantor in play tomorrow? He's gonna he's gonna have to be in play just because uh, we saw what he can do in 24 minutes, and in a short kind of slate where there's not much value, let's say Nurkic just continue to be limited, uh, doesn't play anywhere around 30 minutes. You can take a chances with Cantor just because we know what Cantor can do. He's kind of got this uh, little pick and roll going with Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum when he's on the court, but. You know what Cantor's issue is. He's just a defensive liability, and if uh, Chicago starts to attack him, um, bye-bye Cantor, and hopefully Nurkic gets it around. I'm willing to rather 
take my chances on Yusuf Nurkic in 6K and 6,400. We know his upside against Chicago. I'd rather go to Nurkic, find those extra $1,000, and because I think Nurkic is due. I, I, there's there's nothing that I found that he, where he's having conditioning issues or anything. He needs to be aggressive again. He needs to be like what he was in the bubble, and hopefully that comes around. I don't know what happened in the offseason with Nurkic. Uh, I'm a little concerned for him in Portland. So, uh, Other center options that we should definitely take a look at is we can look at Montrez Harrell, 6,100. It's a fairly GPP play. I like spending up for Gobert or Jokic. Balanchu is, is a quite tough spot, I, I want to say, against the Lakers. Uh, I just don't like uh, bigs against the Lakers. Same. Going back to what I had said earlier. But outside of Gobert, Jokic, and potentially Nurkic, do you like Wendell Carter Jr. by any chance? Yeah, he's he's going to be interesting constantly. As, as soon as Laurie got ruled out, I thought Wendell would be a guy who would pick up more rebounds, had a little bit more upside, might get some more touches on the offensive end. We we haven't really seen like the gigantic game yet where, where he's going to blow it out of the water. He had the, the 44.75 points against Golden State, and I think that was the game that Laurie got knocked, uh, got beat up on, right? Isn't that the game he got hurt in? And so, so he kind of took over a little bit t- there towards the end of that game, uh, but he's he's got a ceiling we've seen it there before so he's he's somebody that i would still take some flyers on at 5700 on DraftKings. uh going our going our way down jacob Potel, uh has not worked out the last couple days he's been kind of the the person dfsers we've all been trying to play him trying to spike an upside there drew eubanks is just eating enough into those minutes to be a problem and and kind of cap him uh he might be somebody that i might have a couple of of flyers on but uh if if Aldrich Aldrich excuse me uh, if Lamarcus Aldridge gets ruled out, but not really thinking too much about it, like at forty eight hundred that tag goes up for absolutely no reason. So uh, probably steer away there. The one guy who's my one percenter that I'm I'm trying to find at these center positions, uh, my Noel of the day, if you will, uh, coming off of yesterday, and I, I didn't play much today with all of the late value that showed up. But Gorgie Jang is somebody who can get well more than a, a DraftKings points. Some, Point per minute, uh, who could maybe spike in, in 22 minutes, 23 minutes, could get 30, 35 at, at a position that if Gobert doesn't go off and if Jokic doesn't go off, uh, you could maybe spike a little bit of an upside there and have a different roster construction. So uh, that's kind of my last take there. Any any interest in maybe a flyer or two there or anybody below him? I think you, you could consider Ed Davis, who started for yeah. Ricky Rubio in Minnesota. I think that's a pretty cheap price tag. He played 24 minutes, put up 22 fantasy points. And Ed Davis is someone who was a very solid backup a couple of years ago, especially when he was with Portland. He's kind of bounced around since then. He went to Brooklyn, went to Utah, and just is now in Minnesota. So I think Ed Davis is intriguing. Obviously, keep an eye on that starting lineup in uh, Minnesota. I I don't know what Ryan Saunders is doing, uh, especially uh, in Minnesota. Juancho Hernan Gomez, just... if you will. Yeah, it was it was a weird starting lineup coming through. Nas Reed's definitely the, I believe, to be the better player. But I guess just trying to mix it up, get something going for a team that's floundering right now. He's so right bad now. defensively, though, Nas Reed. I mean, very true. I think I'd rather, I think Ed Davis might be able to hold his, not against Nicole, but hold yeah. his own better than Nas Reed can. But from a fantasy uh, perspective, I'm looking yeah. l- looking more in the Nas direction. If he were to start, that I'd have a lot lot more interest in him than uh, Ed Davis and seeing him starting there. However, yeah, that's a great that's a great call as a as a pure punt. 
Um, Daniel Gafford might be the last guy that I'm kind of looking at. Uh, you brought him up at the power forward position on, on FanDuel. 3,300 on DraftKings. Played 16 to ni- uh, 22, 16 to 19 minutes his last three. So he's kind of like the bottom, bottom barrel for me. So uh, anybody else that you're looking at, or are we going to wrap this up? No, uh, make sure you guys all check out Eric's uh, Slate Starter article as well. He does a great job of just in article form, just breaking down it if any news has broken in the morning and just giving another preview of uh, tomorrow's slate in article form. Eric, any, those are my final thoughts. And other than that, I mean, like we witnessed today, news is everything. Make sure to follow at Awesome NBA to monitor the news around the association. But that's all I got. It's going to be an interesting five-game slate. Not sure how I feel about it the night before, but things can change and things can change fast. Yeah, uh, as we also saw today, uh, a slate in the morning or when we record this at night can look nothing like it does 10 minutes before a game's about to start. So uh, that's Ryan That's and uh, I'm Eric. Let's, uh, let's get out of here. Have a good one, everybody.